0: You were on X Factor 2015 um, and you made us all proud. I remember it like it was yesterday. I can't believe it was six years ago. Yeah, What was that experience like?
1: Uh, it's, It's layered, man. Like each layer has its own story and has its own approach. Because as an artist, it gave me like a very good brief of how is the life of a performing artist gonna be like. I'd just like to take
0: a moment to thank one of our first partners. They are the winner of the 2020 GCC Beverage of the Year. They are, of course, Nye Tea. Their products are 100% natural. That means no sugar. That means no preservatives. That means no artificial coloring. They've got some really good flavors. And again, two of my favorite are Moroccan Tea and Karkade. They are available across the MENA region and Canada, so do give it a try next time you see it on the shelves at your local supermarket. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Welcome to the Mo Show Podcast, episode 34. My guest tonight is Saudi born and bred R&B artist, winner of the 2015 X Factor, the guy behind hit singles such as Love A Little, Find You, Million Miles and Believer. I've honestly been a fan of this guy since I saw him on X Factor back in 2015. He went on to win it. It's an absolute honor for me to introduce my man, Hamza Housawi.
1: Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Habibi, for, for making a beautiful comment. introduction. Yeah, well, you know what?
0: It. it 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 came from the heart. It took a second to put together. <laughs> And uh, I honestly want to thank you because I, I reached out to you yesterday Hamza mm. um, or, or before yesterday and mm. you just you were so humble. You were like, I'm there, buddy. Let me know when and where. Yeah. And you're there. I have people that tell me, you know what, can you check with my agent? Can you, you know, maybe call me in a few days? Uh, so I appreciate you, you know, just being so accommodating to my request.
1: I think because I had an idea of exactly what you want to do because I've seen uh, Sarah Shafi was, mm. well. oh, uh, was on here as well. Maria musalli was on here as well. And uh, I'm familiar with what they do, and I'm following their work. So I was like, this is nice. I've seen snippets of the conversations that you had with Mm -hmm. them. And I'm like, I would love to be a part of that conversation. And when we spoke before the cameras were rolling, you told me that you want to show this to the world. I'm like, I'm in the right place, so why wouldn't I want to be here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that was the idea of the podcast, you know, to show really like people like you is the reason behind the podcast. It took 34 episodes to get here. But the mission was to show the world how talented saudis are mm. you know um because that's not this is not something you're going to see on the on the major media uh True. channels you're not going to see you know an, an, an R&B or, or soul artist and and how talented he is and the fact that he won x factor um so so i felt that there was a gap in the markets mm. um and it was almost my duty um to fill in those to fill in that gap
1: absolutely um and here we are today because we're like in a vacuum like Artists like me who do the things that I'm doing, and let me call it alternative music, because it's different than the popular music in the Middle East and in Saudi in general. Uh, We are living in a vacuum, because there is a music industry, but there is no music industry for what we do. If we're doing R&B, if we're doing rock, if we're doing hip hop, all these type of arts that did not originate from where we are, you know? So you actually covering that, in terms of media, in terms of interviews and putting these people out in the open, this is very important it's in its and it's gonna in add. Just just yeah. being born. And it's gonna add to the industry. This is, this I is hope the so. it, I yeah. hope
0: so, you know, with with people like you and what they've done for the industry, uh, I, I can think of one other person before you who dared uh, to enter such a space, which was say yes. you know, to be fair. Yes. Um, and, uh, and then you followed in his footsteps. Uh, I would have liked to see a lot more joining but mm. but truth is you know there there aren't that many um and and one of one of the questions that i had lined up is is do you see any people uh coming up in the industry uh that have probably got your attention
1: there are a lot but the thing is i think they went through something that i went through and i've seen a lot of artists go to a certain uh, stage where they do not pursue music anymore Again, because of where we are, because of the expectations that everybody have around us of what we should be doing after a certain time or after a certain level of studying. Not a lot of people actually see a future in doing music, especially alternative music, especially if we're we're singing in English, especially that way, especially doing a type of music that is not playing on the major channels and in the major radio channels and all of that. So it raises eyebrows exactly so these artists they exist there are a lot but it's the drive it's the will can i go in this unpaved road can i try and and make things happen for myself or not dare no. dare i exactly <laughs> Now now it's all about the courage of actually going through that or not and i don't blame the people who are very talented but they choose not to venture those terrain as they say mm-hmm. because it's difficult uh, we have no blueprint there was nobody in front of us that we could say, yes, that person made those one, two, three, four steps. If I follow it, I'm going to do the same thing and I'm going to achieve the same result. That does not exist. So these artists, there are a lot, but they don't want to go into it because it's unsure. Yeah. What What is going to happen? How am I going to be? Am I really going to be successful? Am I going to look back 10 years from now and go like, I wish I didn't make the step, mm-hmm. you know? So this is why it's a bit difficult. Yeah, It almost yeah. requires
0: you to be a trailblazer. I mean you can go to the states and the blueprint is there and you can do you know what you do over here over there but the competition is fierce exactly here it's non-existent exactly but it comes with a risk
1: there you go yeah but like i I was saying it's like you're selling the best ski masks in the desert you get what (laughs) i mean that's a great analogy. yeah like you have the best quality of ski masks if you take it anywhere else that with the like in a place where they need it then people are going to be happy but you're in the desert Now that does not deny the quality of what you're selling but it's not in the right place you know because of the need and because of what people are drawn into anyway yeah Yeah. until it
0: snows here exactly yeah and hopefully it snows in the r b game (laughs) here you know in the years to come in a a good way yeah absolutely winter is coming um hamza into you your english is mashallah fluent you know you speak with you know flawlessly fluent english is it something that you learned back at home or in school or in movies how did you pick up on your english
1: i learned it back at home uh young age yes My mother, uh, Lair Hama, she used to be an English teacher. Uh, So English was a part of uh, my growth ever since I was little. And because I'm an only child, I got used to that lonely uh, lifestyle and I used to watch a lot of movies and listen to a lot of music, and this is how I learned. Mm -hmm. I just repeat everything that I say, uh, everything that I see in the movies, everything that I hear in music, I repeat the same thing and I try to say it the same way they're saying it. Mm But like even when I went to the States for a couple of projects, I stay there for a day or two and then they catch my accent. They're like, where are you really from? I was like, I'm I'm from Saudi Arabia. (laughs) It comes out everywhere. Speak
0: like a New Yorker. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But mashallah, I mean it's crazy what you can learn from in terms of movies or just, you know, from what you hear or songs. It's so influential. Mm Uh, it's what they call the soft power that comes from the west yes which yes. is uh something that I've uh le- le- learned recently I'm yeah. like, you know what yeah Hollywood mm. is soft power because it's so influential when the rock drops a movie everyone watches it that or Vin true. Diesel and you know Fast and Furious like it's 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 a it's a power that helps so many Saudis young Saudis learn English the power of mm-hmm. movies or true.
1: music in your case I wish for the day where we could have that influence over here yeah. yeah yeah like if we have that strength that influence and we can actually send out our culture and our thoughts throughout the world and that would be beautiful for sure
0: hollywood didn't exist 100 years ago
1: exactly that would be interesting you know? because you know what <clears throat> speaking about music it's actually happening no amma it's happening because let's say for example africa certain parts of africa there is afro music and right now it's becoming very popular and people who are not from Africa, they're trying to imitate that type of music. <laughs> uh, the States, even some parts of the States, they have their own sounds when it comes to music. And then that sound went out, and a lot of people are doing it even if they're not from that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Right now it's happening even in even in the Middle East. Like, I'm sure you, you've been seeing it on YouTube, you've been seeing all these ads that the cafes do and things like that. There is a certain sound that, let's say, uh everybody who's interested in alternative music is trying to play with where they use the arabic percussions and things like that and it sounds a bit of a mixture between afro and hip-hop this is an identity right now well, like we cannot deny it yeah. because it's it has sounds that only exist here in this region it's fresh for sure yeah and i want to see more of that yeah. um um i keep wondering how would R and B sound like, how its soul sound like when it's infused with our culture and with our thoughts and with the way that we have fun mm-hmm. and with the way that we be sad, with the way that we write. I always ask myself how would that sound like? And I feel a bit responsible of creating something like that, you know?
0: I mean I mean for for, for sure it, it falls onto you. I mean eyes are on you to create something like that. Yeah, exactly. Because it'll be unique. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, things that get released now in the hip hop world, they just get lost in the sea of What's being released, yes, but, you know when you come with something unique, and you know you as a, as a as a Saudi kid here, you have that ear for the local and an ear for the foreigner putting those two together
1: that's a risk I'd buy though. that it's a risk though for sure it's a risk because if you make it, you never know if this is something that's going to be cheesy or something that's actually going to create an impact you know what I mean like you're going to have to go through a lot of trial and error for sure you have to stay in the lab and produce some things make a lot of people listen to it and then go back to the drawing board and you know what I mean and that's the thing not a lot of people are willing to invest that time to create something that is unique Mm -hmm. this is why we go back to yes a lot of artists exist but are they willing to put in the work in order to put their fingerprint in order to stand out yeah you know what i mean you oh, know who right. was
0: good with venturing off the beaten path as a producer timberland
1: absolutely yeah, he was good absolutely he man he created that hit with uh what's his name jay-z jay-z, Jay-Z where yes. he actually took the sample from Abdel halim half yeah i was big pimping Pimpin. yes song, yes Pimpin. yeah yeah yeah
0: that you was know, dude that was yani, uh,
1: uh, a household hit exactly wow that's unique. another sound when it comes to hip hop like when that happened a lot of people from from they take a lot of the old songs and then we sample them uh, one of my good friends and one of the best producers I have ever met and worked with Ahmed Bugzi who worked with Qusay in his uh, first couple of albums uh, what he does mostly is sample Arabic music oud, and all of these sounds that are very signature to where we're from and he puts them into hip hop wow you know what I mean? But it's all about, it's all about the platforms. How are we going to hear all that music? How are we going to empower all that music in order for, to give it that to reach, identity? to amplify. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. I've recently noticed Swiss Beats, who's a producer, yes. as you know, but for those who don't, and, and, and a very uh, successful one. He's been coming Extremely. to Saudi frequently.
1: Yes.
0: He has a hotel that he's working on in an Ula that's no opening end of this year q4 i remember alicia keys, alicia performed alicia keys yes there. Yeah, absolutely alicia that's what brought her there. here her husband mm. was involved in a, in a hotel chain so with him coming in and out and his love and he's he did something recently formula e he mm. did a remix or who was that someone did a remix mm. of ash salman it might have been david getter i'm not sure but Someone did a remix of Ash Salman. I thought it was Swiss beat.
1: I heard of something like and it, I think it, it just worked, mm-hmm. you
0: know, it really worked. It was like your European trance yeah. with uh, with uh, that was the instrumental and, and the, the, the vocals or the hada was, uh, was Ash Salman. and the crowd went. that was unique that was first i've never seen that. now
1: that raises a question for me is it because it's only swiss beats or the dj who did it or it's because of the song, the song. and how it sounded
0: Ah, uh, okay yeah yeah
1: you know what i mean
0: yeah is it is it about the guy behind the song or is it about the song itself exactly and the quality of it? exactly that's interesting, interesting. why wow, you really are in the industry asking yeah. the right questions yeah <laughs> that's
1: that's that's these are the questions that come to my mind because Even if we create big concerts, I performed in a couple of festivals that were huge, but I know for sure that 90% of the people who came there, they came to see the international artists. You know what I mean? How can we empower the artist so much to the point where people are going to see that artist who is from my hometown or who is from my country? I hear you. You know what I mean? Uh, All these uh, boy bands and girl bands from Korea, they're singing in a language that we don't understand, but they when they come here, everybody understands where to get the tickets from, and they know where to go, and they Salaam. fill yeah. yeah, they fill the place. They do. They do. So it's uh, it's something that we need to create. I feel like it's a responsibility for us. And now you put yourself here with the motion, of a responsibility on you. Trying uh, to <laughs>
0: trying to make make waves and, and amplify talent. And yeah. um and you know Rome wasn't built in a day, and, yes. and step by step. You know uh, i'm healthy. sure i'm sure you know you i mean with with you with the success that you've seen um you know every year it 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 takes you know mm. a, you know that extra building block to get to you know where 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 you are sure. if, uh, so, and i'm I'm confident that mm. um the space is uh is going to be interesting one day yeah you know inshallah
1: so already is man. <laughs> it already is
0: 100 um you were on x-factor 2015 um mm. and you made us all proud I remember it like it was yesterday. I can't believe it was six years ago. Yeah, What was that experience like?
1: Uh, it's, It's layered, man. Like each layer has its own story and has its own approach. But every time I look back at it, I'm like, I would do it again. Not a second time, but I would do the same experience again. I would go back in time if there was a time machine and go through it again. Because as an artist, it gave me like, A very good brief of how is the life of a performing artist going to be like. And a small brief of how is the life of a touring artist going to be. Because we stayed there for almost three to four months. But they were dedicated to the music. They were dedicated to the performing. They were dedicated to the clothing that we're going to wear. They were dedicated to the studio sessions that we're going to go into and record and go back home. You know what I mean? So, it was a beautiful experience, and it gave me a lot of time on stage, which I'm fortunate for, because not a lot of people who do the same style of music that I do get to experience the stage week after week after week. And then having to watch what they did, and then having to critique themselves on what they did, having judges in front of them tell them, yeah, you did good here, you messed up here. Not everybody has that uh, patience to go through that, you know what I mean? A lot of people saw it as an opportunity to travel and have fun. But for me, I was like, man, I'm, I'm in the place that I want to be in. All we did, night and day, was just music. All we did, just music. We wake up, a friend of mine grabs the guitar, we sit down in a circle, we sing together like in harmonies and stuff like that. It was a beautiful experience.
0: It was the moment you were probably waiting for. This was your opportunity, I feel.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And like, you grabbed it by by the...
1: I I had no intentions. Well, let's not say intention. I had no foresight that I would actually reach to the finals. All I had in mind was I want to go and I want to do the auditions and I want to take the video of the auditions and add it to my CV. That's it. That's all I had in mind. Because I'm like, I'm Saudi singing in English. I've never seen anybody doing that in any of the shows from the moment I opened my eyes to them that won that in the Middle East. And I think that's gonna make us segue into another question about the reality of these shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But when it happened, like, and when they called out my name that I'm the winner, I was happy and at the same time I, w- I was like, okay, so what now? Like what am I gonna do now? This, this style of singing and this art that I've wanted to embody, how am I gonna make it thrive? How am I gonna make sure that it, you know, it blossoms into something different? I have no blueprint. And then I was faced by, you know, this cognitive dissonance that, you know what, are you gonna stay here or do you have to travel to go someplace where they actually appreciate what you what you're doing or not? It's a lot of things and it's a lot of thoughts. But in general, that experience was beautiful because it taught me a lot of things. I bet. Taught me how to stay in front of the camera, yeah. what to say when I'm talking about certain things. It taught me how to deal with the stage, because you go on stage and you're not just performing to the audience; you're performing to multiple cameras. Scary place. Hum- it could be. It'll be. It could be. Yeah, it could be scary. But once you pass that fear, it's beautiful
0: yeah, because you're a performer. Exactly. Stage fright is, is real for those who.
1: Maybe. I mean it's, it's real for me too the only time i have not experienced stage fright the only time was the first and the last time in my life it was the first time i got on stage that's it the first time i got on stage i was except i was waiting for somebody to tell me go on stage i was running going to stage but after that day stage fright is real i wouldn't call it fright fright is a strong word but that little bit of anxiety before you go on stage that is mandatory yeah you know what i mean and i don't mind it i like it because i see how it transforms when i'm on stage it takes a few seconds but then that confidence come in. you know what i mean and yeah. then you own the place yeah um career-wise that was the moment that
0: things turned around for you yes having won you know your name announced 2015 x factor champ yes big time
1: And with it, a lot of responsibility and a lot of sense of urgency. Uh, Because when it happened, I knew that I have limited time to celebrate. And then I have to go back and try to create something. I have to go back and use that opportunity that I got in my hand and see what I can do with it. And again, there was no blueprint even after the show when I got signed to one of the companies that were partners with the show, things didn't go very well with the agreement they didn't go very well with the ideas that they had drawn for me and I was not very well experienced at the time to know how I can have a conversation with them to get on middle grounds, you know what I mean? I was I was a bit aggressive because, and I think this is a problem that all artists face, especially independent artists We we have this idea that record labels are evil you get what i mean and it's very understandable but it's deeper than that and i had that mentality when i was uh with that company when i signed with them so i dealt with them that way looking at it right now i knew i would have had a better conversation you know what i mean if i knew what i know you were new to it. exactly yeah experiences exactly.
0: everything i'm sure you're learning curve i mean just Having gone through it, it made mm-hmm. you a different person. Absolutely. I mean, the way you speak about it, you're—you, I feel like you yeah, have uh, changed a lot. You sang a song on X Factor. Uh, I was going through your music over the last couple of days, and um, there was just one that I was like, yo, this guy mm-hmm. is just incredible, really, Mashallah. <laughs> so um, I found an instrumental of it okay. on YouTube. This is the surprise. I told you you're in for one surprise. <laughs> and, and this is this is that surprise.
1: Which one is it? S- stay with me Oh I sang this song You did and I'm not good at all night's tale But I still need love Cause I'm just a man To go as planned I don't want you to leave, so will you hold my hand, stay with me, cause you're all I need. This ain't love, it's clear to see, but darling, stay. sang it differently thank you, than thank the you, original thank you I know
0: but I threw a curveball at you this was with, <laughs> it was, was with a violin edition that's so beautiful. it's score. I'm like yeah, I no, want to hear like Hamza's it. voice on this one <laughs> with the violin that's all I want that was not planned <laughs> that was not planned definitely not planned
1: oh this brought back a lot of memories yeah I'm sure because that is the, the first song yeah that is the first song I sang in the first live show
0: that was the first one live
1: yeah in the, in the first live episode, this is the song that I sang. That's, Stay with me. That's some pressure. Did you feel the pressure? Well, let me tell you what I had in mind. Mm. What made that show different than any other show is that they wanted us not just to sing, not just to go on stage and sing. Because if you notice all the other singing shows, it's really about your voice only. You go on stage, you grab the mic, and you just sing. but. With X Factor it was mostly about the personality, it was mostly about the performers, it was mostly about dancing Mm -hmm. and showing who you are as a performer, not just a vocalist, and choosing that song first meant that I'm not going to perform, I'm really just going to be standing in one place with a mic stand. and. A piano is going to be on the side, and I'm just going to sing. It's only about my voice. So that was where the pressure was, you know what I mean? Because it was the first life. They wanted to make it big. They wanted to make sure that a lot of people are dancing, and a lot of lights. and Fireworks. all of that. Yeah, but this song was very calm. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take that risk. And I got best performance of the week from that song. From that song, yeah. huh? Wow,
0: so it wasn't just me who liked it. Yeah.
1: I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed performing. It and looked it was like the first did. performance. Yeah.
0: yeah, it looked like you were having fun up there with that song. How difficult is it to break into the industry, and what have you learned on the way?
1: I don't think we have an industry yet. I don't think like there is a system created for artists like me or artists who are doing the same type of music that I'm doing in here. There is no industry, but we can grab a lot of elements and create an industry. How would that happen, I do not know. What kind of individuals and what kind of minds need to sit together and create an actual industry where it generates money, Mm -hmm. it creates celebrities, therefore it's gonna create more demand for them, therefore it's gonna bring in more money into that whole wheel. I do not know yet. But if we're talking about, and this is why I like the internet, being there, especially right now, especially where we are, because you will not need a record label to be known, no. to be pushed uh, and on all outlets, on uh, all platforms, on TV, on radio. You don't need that. You just need to be popular. Yeah. And when you're popular and you know who to talk to and who to get to, then you can find yourself on all these platforms.
0: Is there a, a place in future for a record label or can you just go from you know, being discovered on YouTube to finding your music on, uh, on Apple or Spotify. I mean, are record labels in danger of being endangered?
1: I think so. Based on the limited knowledge that I have about record labels, because I didn't get into that a lot. I was like, I want to be independent. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know much about what they're doing. But logically, I would say since the music industry and all the other industries in general even even the internet even technology in general if record labels do not go hand in hand with these they'll fall back and it's already happening because at some point at some point record labels had to take an artist develop the artist develop their look develop their vocals develop their personality their presence on camera they have to take care of all of that. They have to give them classes in dancing. They have to give them classes in singing. They have to take them through media training. Like puppets. Exactly. They have to write songs for them. Or you can call it, it's like a gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could be like puppets, but if you have an understanding with the record label, they will really like, accelerate your progress okay. by tenfold. Mm-hmm. But then cameras, cameras became cheap. I can buy a camera and take a picture of myself and treat that as the album cover yeah mics became cheaper Mm -hmm. i can buy that and record at home Uh, creating a home studio became cheaper technology became smaller so i don't need a big studio that only a record label would be able to provide Mm -hmm. i can do that myself so in these areas we understood that i don't need a record label but a record label really needs to keep up with all of these things so an artist would feel a need for them you know what i mean? I would need a record label only for one thing at the moment. I'm sure somebody who knows more than I do would tell me more, but for me when I look at it, I need them for their contact.
0: Okay.
1: For example, for their network. Their network, yeah. 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 Who are they gonna connect me to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they know people. Exactly. I would not need them to develop certain areas of my talent because I had to go through all of that and find out exactly what my benchmark is. You know what I I mean?
0: you say quick what's up to uh Instagram live on Mosho handle what's up what's you had up? no idea we that we you're on
1: yeah all right <laughs> are all we live? I, I should have done the same
0: <laughs> a bunch of people saying what's up to you
1: what's
0: up what's but up, Mr guys. Hamza Housawi here um winner of X Factor 2015 what an honor to have this guy in the studio My man. really you. is really is so you know we we touched on how the internet age uh impacted the industry be it for better or worse there are good things and there are maybe not mm. so good things is there a specific thing that you would like to see change in the industry going forward for the benefit of the artists
1: um i would like to see an infrastructure for it first
0: saudi yes okay
1: for and to be more specific for the alternative Mm -hmm. type of music you get what i mean the the artists who are singing in english the artists who are singing different genres than what we grew up listening to and different genres from what the pioneers in the Saudi industry are actually doing yeah. you know what I mean there's, if there's, there's anything a gap, in, there's a gap in the market yeah there is there is but again why would the, the industry be created? that is the question like if there is somebody with a lot of money and they're like I want to invest in something Why would they invest in an industry like that? Why would they invest in an artist if they don't have an understanding of how the ROI is gonna be? Is there an audience?
0: Yeah. How big is that audience?
1: Exactly, how am I gonna get the money back if I invest it? Yeah, yeah,
0: it's a business transaction.
1: Exactly, so there is an infrastructure that needs to be built in the beginning, before money starts to pour in, before we actually know that this seed that we're watering is gonna be a tree one day, you know? Well said
0: challenges in being a solo artist which is which is you know essentially what you are um when i was like talking to you earlier i was telling you how as a solo artist you there's nowhere to hide Mm -hmm. you know the the drummer is not going to drown out your voice Mm -hmm. um you're 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 there front and center and everyone is scrutinizing you for better or worse Mm -hmm. uh, almost like an acapella um i like
1: that metaphor yeah (laughs) i really like that metaphor
0: do you accept that challenge and say, you know what? Yes, I want people. Well, I mean, I heard your mm. voice. Um, I want people to hear the quality of my voice mm. and for it not to be drowned out by an electrical guitar or a drummer. Or mm. does it sometimes put you on edge that you're under the mic- magnifying glass almost? I
1: think I had no option but to accept that fact because when I started or when the first thought came to my mind and I'm like, I really like singing, uh, let me get this real microphone and just try and record at home when i thought about that i've always thought that it's only me like i'm by myself i'm not gonna have anybody playing behind me i didn't even think about the stage then i didn't even think about having a band all i knew is that if i'm gonna be on stage one day i'll just play the music and i'll sing i had no options you know what i mean mm-hmm. so but that was like the my standard way of being an artist But later on, I felt like, no, I want to include more people in. I want to have more people in. Like, I want to perform in front of a band. I want a band to be there. Because at the end of the day, technically, before electronic music and before we had this technology where we can emulate the guitar sound through a laptop, we really had to get a guitarist. Yeah. Yeah. We really had to get a drummer. We really had to get a keyboardist. And these are the original elements that are, they'll never change. So only later on in my life, I was like, no, I want people to be with me on stage and I wanna give them their own time to shine because they're gonna to add to the to the show and they're gonna to add to the quality of it. But did I feel like I was singing a cappella at, at a point in my life because I'm a solo artist? Yeah, but that became the norm to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that became the norm because- you didn't they not know any better, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not like I went to school and then I had a class where, 30 kids are playing music together and i can find a friend that we can play together no no that was that was my lifestyle by myself me and my cousin we just sit in the room listen to music together record together we had a small uh, cassette player we used to press the play and record at the same time and just record different stuff you know that was like the norm for me yeah. to be a solo artist when i got when I got to play with the band, now, that, was, that was a different feeling. It's a whole different feeling. You better? Know, because easier? It's way better. It's not even about easier. It's about when you're on stage, you're not alone. You, you and the other band members, you know exactly what you're going to perform. You know the song, you know the emotion. And then on stage, everybody is just channeling their energy towards that emotion. And when they're being effective, when they're doing what they're supposed to do, and then they improvise, the show is just a million times better. Mm -hmm. It's a production. Yeah, because every element in the song is in our hands. Now, I can go on stage and play a playback track and perform on top of that. That happens. I did that for the first maybe five, six years of my life as an artist. But when you have a band with you, That's a whole different vibe because somebody might play something you guys did not even plan. And that comes with its own joy. Mm -hmm. Interesting.
0: I've noticed all your content is in English. Were you ever torn uh, which direction to go in? Or have you ever done anything? Absolutely. You've done Arabic,
1: huh? Torn? Absolutely. You were. Yeah, it's one of those uh, factors of cognitive dissonance that I keep facing because I keep thinking, "Okay, I'm in Saudi. I am Saudi. And I'm doing this type of music that maybe the majority of the population of where I live, they don't speak that language, you know what I mean? So I find myself asking the question, should I switch? Should I add the Arabic? Should I remain in what I'm doing? You know what I mean? I ask myself that question a lot. And then I ventured, I tried a little bit, you know? But I wouldn't let it change the drive, the main drive of what I'm doing, you know what I mean? but as an artist you evolve we were talking about coplay just now and i'm like i need to evolve i need to allow myself to try and experiment different things if they worked cool if they didn't i know at the end of the day there is no blueprint all right yeah at the end of the day i'm already in a journey that is uh, risk-filled yeah there's exactly. no path in front of you exactly so why not try yeah i agree you know?
0: what's next for you in the next couple of years what are you working on hmm. Give it a scoop.
1: More music. More music. Like, I can tell you my commercial ideas. I can tell you what business plans that I have in my mind and the things that I want to do. I'm working on a music video right now. Attached to that music video, there's a mini documentary that I'm working on. Mm. Yeah, There are a few shows that I'm going to go on. But the actual real answer is more music. And this is what I need to be doing. It's just creating more music. Getting the content out there. Exactly, because at the end of the day, this is how people knew me. Uh, But creating music is what got me to a point where I'm confident enough to go on TV on a show like X Factor and showcase my talent and alhamdulillah win the show. Uh, Creating music is what's putting me on stage till today. So it is the thing that I need to keep doing. Now, there are a lot of other steps that I would like to do, steps that I'm going to do to generate money for myself or steps that I'm going to do in order for more eyes to look at me but the real answer is what's next is more music more music yeah i love it, that that's the most important thing
0: what if an opportunity at x factor usa you know that simon cowell people mm. you know if, if if an
1: opportunity came for you there would would you do something like that that's an interesting question i actually need to think about that but i find myself i find my ego coming in when i ask myself that question and uh, my ego tells me well, you already done one show. Why would you go back to being a contestant? Halas, go ahead, continue with what you have. And then there is another part of me that's saying, maybe it's part of the journey. Why not do it? And I'm glad I didn't have to answer that question because that opportunity did not come in. And I will not pursue it. Like there is another pursuit that I'm going for. But if it came through, And if I weighed down the pros and cons, if I felt like this is something that's gonna advance me even more, then why not? Like, what's his name? Uh, Salah, he's a dancer who appeared on uh, Arab Got Talent, and he won in Arabs Got Talent. He was actually in France Got Talent, and he won in France Got Talent. I don't know if he was on another show, another Got Talent, and he won. When I look at that example, I'm like, this is a very confident person. And he came into these shows and won all of them. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of confidence do you need to have to start as a contestant in an auditions with the possibility of them telling you, no, we don't want you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he believed, and it happened for him. Like, I look at that. And then I look at some other people who went on these shows, and from the audition, they didn't even win the show. They became superstars. Wow. Yeah, a lot of
0: them so like they had their career took off post exactly. without making it to the top exactly
1: yeah. so i feel like i could invest my time in creating my music mm-hmm. better than taking another shot at a at a talent show yeah. you yeah. Know what i mean I mm. wow um and I'm
0: I'm through my bullet points and everything I wanted to mm. speak to you about. And uh, I've honestly learned a lot about the wow, industry, man. you know, the, the good, the bad, and
1: maybe. I wish I had more information. <clears throat> I am not very like well informed when it comes to the industry. I read about some, some of what the record labels do. I've read about some of what the key industry points do, but I've always been interested in the artistic point. And this is why I always say to myself and to other artists, you cannot do it on your own. Yes, you can be a solo artist, but that means you're going on stage either alone, or you have a band, or you're known for your name, but you're not really a solo artist, you need a team Mm -hmm. in order to create some impactful work and make sure that you're consistent, uh, to, to make sure that your continuity is not disturbed, you really need a team. You know what I mean? Because if you wanna go to the studio and record for 12 hours, you need to make sure something else is happening in those 12 hours. Yeah. Some calls are being made, some ideas and plans are being put in place in order for you to invest those 12 hours into whatever you're going to do next. You need a team.
0: So that's probably some advice you'd give someone else. Oh, absolutely. Your know, younger cousin wanting to follow your footsteps.
1: Absolutely. You need to have a team because honestly, it's, it's not really about you believing in your idea. It's something that a friend told me. I just don't remember the whole saying, but... It's really not about you believing in the idea. It's about the next person who believed in your idea. Buying into it, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So having a team is extremely, extremely, extremely important. And honestly, most of the moves that I've been doing the past few years, if I did not have a team, I wouldn't have made half of them. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't have made half of them. I wouldn't be comfortable doing what I'm supposed to do because I'm gonna feel like I'm neglecting something else. Yeah, I get that. Now, having a record label, oh, it's going to make your life comfortable on that side. Because the record label is going to ask you to stay in the studio and work. And this is what all artists want. I really don't want to go to the meetings. Well, right now, I, I, I grew in love with meetings. I want to go to meetings. I want to see the business side. I want to make sure things are going the same way. That but I know in the beginning of my career, that is not something I fancied mm-hmm. doing. You know what I mean? I just want to be in the studio. I want to write, I want to create. I don't want to talk about percentages of money and all that stuff, you know? But you need to have a team. And the best two people that you should have in your team, an accountant and a manager. And if you can have a lawyer, hallelujah. Yeah, it's the trifecta. Yeah, 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 if you can have a manager, personal and business manager, an accountant, because when money starts to come in and you don't know how to how to deal with it, yeah. yeah, it's another language. Yeah, I face that. And then you have the third one, lawyer. You have a lawyer. Yeah, because a lot of times in, in the beginning of my career, I did not know how to read contracts. Yeah. I didn't care about the contracts. I only cared about music. yeah, I only cared about a couple of things in the contract, and then I look at the other stuff and I'm like, my Annie, I don't I don't want to look at that. But it's important. And if you don't want to learn that as an artist, you need to have somebody in your team that you trust who knows how to explain Absolutely. that to you. Know? Absolutely. Do you watch any
0: shows, TV shows?
1: I do. There's one that comes to mind right now. What is
0: it? The one, uh, Terrence Howard.
1: Terrence Howard? Yeah. Remind me, remind me um, of the show. It's called... Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Empire. Empire, yeah. You're yeah, talking yeah. about Empire. I liked the first season me too i love the first season but then i couldn't continue it because i felt like it became even more dramatic you know what i mean In the first season i saw a lot of things that i was familiar with and a lot of things that i really wanted to know how they look like behind closed doors but like as they went on for dramatic effects and all of that it became like too much you know? yeah like, no, i'm not yeah. gonna watch that but the industry kind of is like uh, not too you fun. need to watch vinyl vinyl Nah, don't tell me you don't know no, vinyl. I don't. I'm sorry, sorry, I don't. It's an HBO show.
0: Okay, good to know,
1: I will. You have to watch vinyl. All right. And I'm sad that it's only one season and then got canceled. Oh. Why did it get canceled, I have no idea. But it's about, uh, I think it's about a manager and uh, an executive in a record label in the 70s. It's amazing, bro, you have to watch. Okay, okay. I will. Vinyl okay. is is more real than uh empire. empire yeah empire is a bit exaggerated uh it's really it's really a commercial okay. you know what i mean yeah even the singing like most of the singing yes in those shots they're supposed to be singing live but i can actually hear that it's recorded it's and like, there is an auto tune
0: it's like glee there you go yeah you can exactly tell. it just sounds way too good for someone to be singing it while doing backflips <laughs>
1: Somebody did backflips. Well, I mean, you know
0: the movement that they do. Like, come on, man, you're gonna be out of breath. You're not gonna be singing like you're. Well, you
1: know, you, you know in the what chair. they say about Beyonce. One of the ways that she practices singing is running on the treadmill. I don't know if that's a legend oh. or if that's true. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's a fun fact. Th- I'm gonna look into that. One.
1: But seeing her dance and sing at the same time, I can yeah. believe that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could wow. believe that. Well, Hamza man, thanks for taking time coming on the show. I really uh, enjoyed our chat. Thank I, you for having me. Boy. Honestly, like I feel like I've known you for a long time. <laughs> um, I, at some point, I forgot that there were cameras on <laughs> us. me too. Like I feel like we're in a coffee I shop. Like, oh, honestly. This is a mic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? and, and the best episodes are ones where you forget that there's a camera on you mm. and a mic under your mouth. You, for, exactly. you just forget. Exactly. Um, it just becomes uh, great content for the audience mm-hmm. you know they get a chance to get you know to know you and your story
1: i really um, hope they enjoyed it man and thank I, you all, I, I bet you it's they beautiful way. to have a conversation I,
0: with you yeah Bola, likewise yeah. honestly um is there something you uh you want to uh, do we miss out on anything is there something you want to leave us with any uh any uh goodbye last mm. words peace
1: <laughs> i was expecting a little more <laughs> a little more enthusiasm yeah. <laughs> no that's it um
0: that uh, we, we we will we will take that for sure um uh well, well honestly though but i really appreciate you sharing all your stories and coming on and and i'm i'm a big fan of yours mm-hmm. um oh, you man. made us proud and and you will continue i can't wait to see uh the work that you're going to be mm-hmm. releasing and you know what you're working on right now you said you're working on a music video I'm sure more more music to come our way since it's your focus. Uh, You have a you have a lot more people than you know rooting Mm. for you. Yeah, Um, just just Um, in in life, like mm. in in topic Alek and on the next person, like you know, you have a lot more fans. Especially you, I mean, you know, you're Mm. an artist. A lot more fans than 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 you think you do. A lot Mm. more people supporting you than 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 you know.
1: This is very important. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because this is something that every artist needs to keep in mind. And I don't even want to use the word artist a lot because some people are very talented. And when I say artist, they feel like, no, nah, I'm not an artist yet. I'm just mentioning the people who love what they do and they do it well, whether they're on stage or not. And I have a request. I really hope that you would do it one day. Uh, let's, have a, let's have a table full of artists and let's just talk. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I love that idea. And let's do it. Let's see if that is possible. Yeah, because these conversations they never happen. They happen one on one. But like, it's very rare that we sit with a lot of artists and somebody's moderating that conversation. You get what I mean? open
0: mic session. Yeah,
1: I would love for something like that to
0: happen. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about collaboration. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's do something like that. I'll I'll take you up on that. One hundred percent. Let's do it. Thanks again, Hamza, for your time. My brother, appreciate it best of luck in everything you do going forward um and just remember that we are all fans my man thanks for taking thank the man. time man thank
1: you for having Cheers, me man brother. thank you sir. see you guys later